0: Hi guys, do you like this podcast and do you want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. So first of all, it's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started because that's what I used to make my podcast and I love it. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Talk Nasty Me podcast. Currently, lotioning my hands. Do you want to hear it? It can be like ASMR. I hope that I picked it up. I got a lot of suggestions when I first started my YouTube channel to become an ASMR channel because people liked my voice, which is the nicest compliment ever, but I don't. At least I don't think I am. Hopefully the mic picked that up. I believe it did. Who cares? Hi guys, how are we doing? Great, good to hear. Um, I am looking at myself in the camera right now because of course this is recorded for the YouTube channel. Go check it out if you haven't already. I look like a Teletubby because of my hair. It's fine. I'm filming a video tonight as well and my hair has to get done. I don't really do my hair anymore, which we'll get into talking about my hair Okay, because this is clearly an issue that I've been going through for a very long time, which is my hair. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about being cringy, embracing the cringe, feeling happy about being a cringy person. And this was definitely inspired by a TikTok that I saw, which I then featured in my new YouTube video that came out today. So you guys could check it out, you know. Um, Clearly, I am recording this also on the Monday that it comes out which I'll also talk about. I'm just giving you all of the sneak peeks, okay? Let's get into it. Um, I'm practicing a lot of self-care throughout the next, uh few weeks, days, have been already because, uh, and by self-care, I don't mean just the physical stuff. Well, just like the the physical beauty stuff. I'm talking about like, We're getting colonoscopies, ladies, okay? Like, we are really taking care of ourselves inside and out. It's time. If you've been avoiding a colonoscopy for whatever reason, this is your sign that you need to go schedule your colonoscopy, okay? If you need to schedule a pap smear, if you're overdue, go schedule your pap smear. It's time. My computer is starting the thing where it's sounding like it's going to explode. I'm not getting a new computer unless someone, one of you wants to personally pay for, I'm not getting a new computer. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a year old and cranky. Kind of like my cat, to be honest. She's not even a year old yet. Um, no, no, no. I'm getting all of the bells and whistles done to myself. As you guys know, I kind of talked about my whole doctor experience with my stomach problems, and I had my first little gastroenterologist appointment, which actually went amazing I was not expecting that I don't know if this interests anyone but I hope that it does because I'm going to talk about it okay I genuinely was really coming into this gastroenterologist appointment thinking that this doctor was going to put me down that they weren't going to respect me that they were going to tell me that nothing's wrong with me that it's probably just anxiety which it could be But I also want to be taken seriously and for all the necessary precautions to be taken. I really thought that I was going to maybe get like some sort of test done. I thought maybe I was going to have to poop in a cup and that was going to be it. No. I get to the doctor's appointment. The doctor, (laughs) well first of all the receptionist, she talks to me. I'm, I'm standing far away from her with our masks. Masked, clearly masked and that's a key important part of the story and she goes, okay, birthday, September 10th, 1999. Holy shit. You look so much older. And I was like, I'm not like, there's nothing wrong with aging. There's nothing wrong with being old. But I was like, I am 21 and masked. I literally have my eyebrows glued to my face because that is what is in right now for the kids. My eyelashes touch my eyebrows. Like clearly I am following the beauty fashion trends that a 21 year old would, not a 30. I'm confused by what you mean that I look so much like what part of me? I was like, what? Like, what is going on? My skin looks like I just got born. Like, I still look like I have the film, the slime from birth. I'm confused as to what you mean by I look older. I was like, oh, I just that's all I said. And I carried on. And I was like, what the fuck? And I what's going on? I've been using a retinol. There's nothing wrong with aging. I just want to emphasize that. I am very excited to get older, actually. I am sad that I'm not going to be young forever. However, I do feel like it's a little bit weird that I'm holding on to my little baby self that was younger because she wasn't very happy and I'm happy now so I should be really excited to keep getting older because it seems like I'm getting happier the older that I get. I'm also becoming more self-aware, more self-conscious. I can't wait until I fall into the state of consciousness that I need to be because right now I'm low-key on autopilot but I am happy but I can't wait until I get older and then one day I'm like 25 in driving to the grocery store and I reach full consciousness because like my frontal lobe is developed. So it's okay. If she called me old, she just thinks that my frontal lobe is developed or that it looks like it is at least, which is very kind of her. Um, you know, I get seen by the nurse at first. She writes down all of my symptoms. She's like, what's going on? And I was like, well, I have like every like stomach issue under the sun and I don't really know what's going on with me and I thought that all these symptoms were like pretty normal but I don't think they are and I'm just a little bit concerned and I still have insurance right now so I figured that I should come. She was like great. I'm telling her all these things. I'm telling her I have a suspicion. I think it's low stomach acid. I was prescribed this medication. It made it worse. I think it's this. I think it's that. Here's my history. I've been vegan for this long. I've been strictly gluten-free for this many months like telling her everything and grand lady loved her. She was so kind. And she was like, wow, I love this. You really did your research. And also, you really have some different options and you're open. And I think that's awesome. And I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm being like respected right now. I couldn't believe it. So I guess it must be because I look so much older. My mom did consider coming with me to this doctor's appointment because I was... I I never get taken seriously at the doctor, unfortunately. Like at my family doctor, I should just get a new one. But at my family doctor, I'm never taken seriously. And whenever my mom did come along, like one time I was like, just come. Like literally just come to one of my appointments and I'll show you she treats me so much nicer and will give me an answer rather than if I came alone. And it happened. It literally happened. But I was like, mom, you're not coming to my doctor's appointment with me. And I, I was really pleased. And the doctor was very kind to me. And I told all my problems. He wrote them all down. I had them written down in a notes app because I have some poor memory recently. It's getting better though. It is getting better, I would like to say. I used to have really bad blips all throughout the day and now it's getting better. And well I talked to him and he was like he felt me up well okay I should probably clarify a little bit he felt my stomach up like he just you know pressed on my tummy and I don't know what he felt for but he didn't feel anything that was wrong and he was like all right yeah like I think that we're gonna run all he started listing all these tests but like I didn't catch them all in time because I didn't realize we were doing so many he's like yep and we'll schedule you for a gastroscopy well an endoscopy and a colonoscopy at the same time like two months from now because that's the closest date which hopefully I can get a sooner one because that would be fun um and sent me for all these tests and I had to go downstairs and get blood work done like immediately and oh my god it was just like I I like was literally shocked he's like what do you think about all this I was like I'm like in shock right now because I didn't think that I was gonna get taken seriously right now I didn't think that anybody would want to listen to me um about my problems or let alone send me for a test my family doctor literally told me I'm not sending you to the gastroenterologist because all they're going to do is put you on medication and I could just put you on medication so it's a waste of their time so we might as well just do it here and that's what she did she just put me on medication said that this was going to be like a 16-week plan we're going to do one medication for eight weeks and another one for another eight weeks and then we'll reassess then and then I made it like so much work and I'm so happy that I didn't stick to that and I didn't like succumb myself to stomach issues and I just went to I just scheduled the gastroenterologist appointment myself because I was taken seriously like fully in shock go downstairs get my blood work done I think the the blood taker the phlebotomist and I had a connection took my blood just like six vials I didn't even know what I was getting tested I had no idea what I was getting tested for like zero idea she tests me and I start getting results already the next day, like, because I have, like, an app where I get all of, like, anything to do with my doctor appointments or scheduling or any anything. Um, and I start getting results back as soon as the next morning. And all my blood work is beautiful, everything. My B12 is gorgeous. Just wanted to make that very clear. I'm so proud of myself. Um, I'm trying to convince Jake to start taking a B12 because he's vegetarian, so hey guys make sure that you spam jake and let him know he needs to be taking a b12 anyway um and i i get one of these um test results back and i had no idea that i was getting tested for this i got a food allergy test wasn't expecting that list of all these allergies fish um nuts various nuts everything guess what the fuck i'm allergic to peanuts I'm allergic to peanuts, I'm allergic to hazelnuts, and I am allergic to sesame. Motion detected at doorbell. This is becoming like a constant. I need to like actually put my phone on do not disturb because I cannot physically continuously check my phone um, and get paranoid all the time whenever there is a motion detected because it's literally just a car driving by. Anyway, um, this is like becoming like a very constant thing in my life to be honest. Like I have to cut it out of videos whenever I film because I'm like, oh. What is the motion detected? But let me tell you, having a uh, camera on your doorbell has been exquisite. I love it. I got really stressed out in the beginning, but now it's much better. Um, yes. So I'm allergic to peanuts, hazelnuts, and sesame, which was a huge shock to me because whenever I would tell people when I'm allergic to, because I actually just have a long list of food sensitivities, whenever I would tell people what I'm allergic to, I I just I just say allergies because it's just much easier to explain. But um. I would always tell people like oh yeah I'm allergic to like everything except peanuts can you believe it because that's like one of the most common allergies and I always felt superior because I wasn't allergic to peanuts and nothing has ever happened to me with peanuts and now it is I was like what this is kind of really bad news because for multiple reasons I mean like being a vegan peanut butter is a big staple in a lot of vegan and vegetarians diets or any type of nut butters um as well as hazelnut not really a big deal i don't have nutella because it has milk in it i don't have anything with hazelnuts really often ever not a big deal sesame makes complete sense every single time i cooked with sesame oil i felt like shit i would get a migraine every single time i cooked with sesame oil so it made complete sense peanuts though so Anyway, the doctor, like, calls me almost immediately as soon as I get the results back. And, well, it was the nurse. And she calls me and she's like, hi, I just got your test results in. Can you talk for a second? I was like, yeah. She goes, you're allergic to peanuts, hazelnuts, and sesame. Don't eat them. I was like, okay, you got it, lady. Um, Yeah, I could get anaphylaxis. Like, my throat could literally close up at any moment if I decide to eat a peanut. What?! It's never happened to me before, thank God, but they said that this is just one of those allergies that a lot of people don't know that they have, and because it's not a severe one, like some people who can't even be in the same room as peanuts, I had no idea prior to this, I never got tested for this in my life, so there was no way of me knowing. However, if I continuously were to eat peanuts every single day, peanut butter, things with peanuts in it, uh, my throat could close up, like anaphylaxis is, is what would happen to me especially with hazelnuts because that one is really high and I am just like in total shock about this because I was it's just coming out of left field so anyway that's been fine I like cleared out my pantry and I got rid of like all of the peanut butters that I had in there and I like you know took some unopened ones to the food bank but um Yeah, that's been nice to learn that I am now allergic to a huge staple that used to be in my diet back when I was a little gym girl. I would constantly uh, have peanut butter with everything. I was like one of those people who was like, I love peanut butter. Fuck, peanut butter shooting out of my asshole. I love peanut butter so much. Mm." Gains, baby. And like now it's just kind of like, ah, I ate it so much. I'm kind of sick of it. So kind of grateful kind of grateful that it happened now and not back then because I'm all peanut buttered out. Sesame can go fuck itself and now I can stop buying the everything but the bagel seasoning and pretending that I really like it because like it was okay but to pay that much money, ugh. So thank god that's done it over with. <laughs> um, no more tahini though. No more store-bought hummus though. It's fine. I'll make my own. But That's my little update on that fiasco because I know some people were asking for an update and want to know. Anyway, if you were thinking about going to a gastroenterologist to go, you might get more tests than you were anticipating. I got tested for celiac disease. I'm negative. Woohoo! But I now do have to get a camera shoved up my ass and down my throat at the same time so I can be a little human shish kebab and I won't stop saying that no. Um, And I can't wait. I can't wait for when it happens. I will be vlogging it. You fucking bet I'm going to be vlogging it because how fun would that be? I would love to see a colonoscopy vlog if someone were to make one. So anyway, I'm very open uh, about this whole like problem with my tummy because I know so many people are going through the same thing. And like food allergies and sensitivities are like not talked about as much as I feel like it should be because so many people will go through it. And I remember feeling extremely alone when I first got told in the 8th grade that I had all these food sensitivities and I couldn't eat them anymore and I felt, well, that was 8th grade, that was, ooh, how many years is that? That's like 8 years ago, yeah, like 8 years ago when I got told, I felt so like alone because mainly there wasn't any food for me to eat anywhere in public, so when that was like the time that all me and my friends would start going out and like doing things and I wasn't able to participate in any of it because uh, if I did I had to get like salad or fries and like maybe and like it was very annoying because um you know it just like restaurants weren't very like aware of this kind of stuff now I barely like even like go to restaurants and if I do it's like strictly like vegan places that have gluten-free options because that's like my best bet and um going to the grocery store was like hell because I didn't know what to buy. There wasn't nearly as many options. The only types of milk out there were like soy and some almond but like only at select stores. You couldn't find anything that you would be able to find now. Like I'm so grateful. I know a lot of people are like oh I hate when people like claim to be gluten-free but they don't even have an allergy or sensitivity. Let them! Let them! Because people like that are the reason why I have so many options because there's a demand for it. So while I understand the annoyances of you know restaurants seeing it seriously or not because of people who actually have allergies and don't have allergies that's a whole other thing I don't I'm not gonna get into it but um I I just I don't like the the gatekeeping of being gluten-free because the people who are being gluten-free whether they need to or not are the reason that I have all the food options that I have today so thank you um and yeah anyway I just kind of wanted to talk about it for literally almost 20 minutes because I, it, I would have felt a lot better if I would have known that someone else is going through, um, you know, tummy problems and, you know, it's cool to get colonoscopies. I don't know about you. I literally told, like, the blood lady. I was like, well, she she told me that she liked my tattoo, the, the miracle liner one, because she took my blood. And I had to like roll up my sleeve. And she's like, oh, that's so cute. Like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's the song Miracle Liner. And she's like, oh, I never heard of it. And I was like, you have to listen to it. Like, you have to. Like, it's my favorite song. Every single person that I show, it's their favorite song. Like, it's it's our song. Like, you just have to listen to it. Like, in the car, windows down preferably. She's like, bet. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to listen to it on the way home. I was like, amazing. And then I was like, all right. When I come in for my colonoscopy, like two months from now, I'm going to stop by and ask you if you listened and when I was leaving she was like good luck at your colonoscopy. It was really funny but anyway it's not embarrassing to talk about this kind of stuff I don't feel like because health is wealth baby and um, I'm on the road to getting myself to the best health possible because I have truly neglected myself in the past year trying to care for my mom and everything else um, going on, and so I need to focus on me and get my butthole checked out. Anyway, um, another form of self-care that I'm doing is getting a haircut again. Yay! Um, I'm getting a haircut soon, my first professional haircut. Uh, Hopefully my hairdresser does not kill me, Um, but I am getting my first haircut again, and I'm very excited now that I'm a fully vacky lady and um I don't know what I'm doing with it yet I still have about a week yes a week until I decide what I want to do which is fine um but I don't know if I should go for the bob lady simple yet effective because I look hot and sexy with it or if I should go the shag route my hair will be at a decent length um enough to do like a short little shag a little orion carlotto moment that i've wanted so desperately my whole life i just wanted to look like orion carlotto with her hair so it's just about do i want to be easy breezy beautiful hot and sexy bob lady or do i want to be hot and steamy sexy orion carlotto lady bob no not bob shag Shag shagalicious sexy lady which one? I don't know. So I have like a week to decide. I'm not asking you guys because this is a personal decision that I need to make on my own. And I'm trying not to rely on other people's opinions to make my decision. And when I did ask, well, I didn't ask you guys, but I posted on my story. It was like 50-50. It was like split. People were like, Bob Shag, Bob Shag. So I don't know. Guess we'll find out next week what I'm going to do. Um, also, update about scheduling. Not that anyone cares But I have uploaded for, on Sundays and Thursdays, for many, many moons now, I think it's gonna be like, I don't know, like a year, maybe? Over a year? Year and a half, maybe? Year and a half, yeah, year and a half, that I've been uploading on Sundays and Thursdays awesome, fun, whatever. Um, it's not really working so well with me anymore now that I'm out of school and so I have decided that now I'm going to be uploading on Mondays and Thursdays which works out so much better for me. Um, I have tried different like scheduling. That's the thing about being a YouTuber is that no one's going to make a schedule for you. Like you have to make it yourself and you have to hold yourself accountable whereas like when you're in college or like high school like everything is mapped out planned for you. Um, so I have sat down multiple times I I usually need help from other people to, like, get, like, a clear view on, like, what's going to work and what doesn't. I've tried multiple different things. I've gotten suggestions from multiple different people. And nothing ever stuck with me. But I think this one's going to work because it's working really well so far currently on day one so I think it's working well for me and what, what I mean by like a schedule like for anyone who cares about like the behind the scenes stuff I need to be prepared when it comes to like editing and stuff so that I'm not driving myself crazy and editing the morning of or um, late the night before I need to be a little bit more prepared when I'm like filming stuff so if I have like a brand deal or perhaps like if I know a video needs multiple parts to be filmed like I need to be a little bit more organized with that. And it's a lot easier when I have it in front of me like on pen and paper and I can see what I'm doing every single day rather than a, just a big mush and it ends up in a lot of stress and anxiety for me. So this has been very very good for me so far I think um with what I have and I'm excited for it because it all just like makes sense so anyway that's just a short little update on why I'm uploading now on Mondays and Thursdays but podcast is still gonna stay the same Mondays and Tuesdays if anything does change I'll obviously let you guys know so Let's finally get into it after 21 minutes of talking. um, It's okay. I'm assuming that some of you guys like to hear about, you know, the little behind the scenes things. I actually intended for this podcast episode to even be shorter, but I guess that's not really happening as intended. Um, Anyway, let's talk about being cringe and being cringy, And what does that mean? And should we really be so ashamed of it? Let's talk about it. Okay, so of course I got this idea as per usual because of a TikTok that I saw because duh, most of my ideas come from the content that I consume. So this TikTok was essentially a guy who was saying that the people that he knows that are the happiest are usually the ones that are like the cringiest. The ones that don't care, that are just being their cringy little selves are happy people. They are happy-ass people because they are the ones who are truly following their heart and doing what brings them joy rather than relying on, you know, affirmation from people on social media or looking for this validation from others because they surround themselves with people who like the similar things that they do. They're happy. They're usually not bothering anyone else. So, yeah. And normally, I mean, this person didn't say this in his video, but something that I like to think of um Tiffany Ferguson did a great video about like what is a normie normie culture the locals like what what does that even mean um and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest people who are considered normies or locals are usually the happiest people of all um and <laughs> this is really okay I saw this one TikTok as well yesterday it was a girl who was saying that she was going through like a really bad depressive episode and she felt it creeping on so what did she do she put on a little uh she she called it a little like normie diet like no- uh, what does she call I don't want to be mean she called it like a little normie white girl outfit and she's just gonna go for, like, a smoothie or something. Like, something that, that the normie girls do. And it just, it's gonna give her serotonin. And it probably did. And and by a normie outfit, I mean, like, it, it's just a basic outfit. It's just not an alternative outfit or whatever. Um... And, I mean, I don't like to put a, a label on, like, what I dress like. I like to think that. If, any, if anything, it's just a dead man's closet. Like, that is my closet. It's, it's, I, I like to think that I have raided someone's dead uncle's closet. And that is what I wear. But, anyway. Um, people who don't give a shit about others, don't spend all their time uh, wondering what others are thinking of them. And, and following their hobbies and passions and wearing whatever they want... Are the happiest people. Why? Because they are doing whatever they want. They are pursuing what makes them happiest in life. And sometimes that requires being a little bit cringe. But who came up with the term cringe? What is cringy? Being cringy is just a word that people, I'm not going to google it for you guys, you guys know what cringy means, um, being cringy was created by people to put others down, uh, for doing something that is embarrassing, but what is usually, like, called cringe, you know what I mean, like, it's the weirdest shit, like, existing is now cringe to some people, isn't that crazy, isn't that literally ridiculous, someone right now could be thinking that me making this podcast is cringy, okay, um, i got a comment on a video recently uh of course it was a stroke song it was the adults are talking which is probably like their most popular song right now because of TikTok. um and i was just playing it and i was like this song makes me feel things i love it Climb inside my walls, Julian Casablancas, and I got a comment basically ripping on me for being cringy. This person tagged their friend, probably thinking that I wouldn't see it, and tagged their friend and was like, "Oh, it's so cringe that she said that she like likes the song. Like, there's so many other good songs." And then their friend was like, "Yeah, right. Like, that's so cringy. Whatever." I um don't take that kind of like. I don't get offended anymore. I have gotten a hell of comments. Okay, like my comment section. The last few months has been so bad that I, like, there is nothing that could faze me at this point. I can take rude ass comments, comments against my looks, comments against every part of me. Um, I won't stand for threats. (laughs) I will not accept that. Um, I won't stand for sexual harassment. But I don't give a shit. Someone made a Depop page, a Depop account called Shane knows nicole raffi's fat and then (laughs) sent me a dm on depop saying we know you're fat as if it's like first of all fat is not an insult i promise i'll get to my original point i know i usually like get off topic but fat is not an insult to begin with there's nothing wrong with being fat so that's one of the first reasons i'm not offended by that second of all i don't get offended by people coming at my looks third of all why did you say you know i'm fat you know what I mean? Like, why did this person use that those choice of words rather than being like, I think you're fat or you're fat. They made their whole like uh, brand being like Shane, Shaney, Shane, whoever you are, Shane, think knows you're fat. And then the, the 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 DM was like, we know you're fat. And then I was like, why does this person, how do they know? I don't, you know what I mean? What What is up with the whole knowing thing? It's kind of weird. I can understand why someone may think or why uh, people may think that I, I'm heavier than I am I, because I reflected and I looked at my Instagram page and I was looking through my photos and I was like, wow, I don't have like any photos of my body and I have not posted a single photo of my body in I think like a, at least a few months to a year and that's just me in general, I just don't really post photos of how I look, um, nothing to do with insecurity I just don't I simply just don't I'm a face girl I love my face I don't I my body's cool like I'm neutral about it um so if if that's what it is maybe it's because my face is a little she's fluffy like yeah um so the whole as if it's like a secret they're like we know you're fat you know what I mean interesting just an interesting like take so anyway next time don't make a whole depop account like don't waste your time literally just message me on linkedin you can do that my linkedin is there i have nothing interesting on there because i don't use it i was forced to use it in college all of my professors were like you need to use linkedin i was like i'm not using linkedin i hate this so much i had to make so many projects about like designing my like linkedin profile like messaging all these people on linkedin like my professor made it a goal to have like 500 plus connections on linkedin i was like i will never fucking use linkedin in my life and then i never did I graduated college. I was like, I'm never using this. Um, but anyway, next time, don't even make a Depop account. You're wasting your time. You're wasting, you're going to get all these spam emails from T- Depop. Now, it's going to be unnecessary. Just message me on LinkedIn and be like, we know you're fat. And that's it. Anyway, back to the original point. This person, uh, you know, oh, 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 I got a lot of mean comments the last few months because I made a video called um, I Hate Men. And the whole point of the video was to talk about um basically everything that was happening not only in the media um but by media I mean like what was happening with Dirty Dom and David Dobrik and basically what everything that was happening on social media as well as in real life about a lot of women coming forth about being sexually harassed or raped um and I just wanted to make a video about sexual harassment and sexual assault and the whole phrase of not all men and only some men and all of that made this video. Um, still stand by it. And it got posted onto a conservative YouTube channel where some guy was like, she's teaching young girls to hate men. This is so sad. The misandry, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, I have received so many awful, disgusting comments towards me and I don't feel anything I am so grateful for it because I am so numb to it now like I literally it doesn't do anything for me and I think I needed that especially because there's nothing anyone can say to me anymore about my looks or what I like or anything about me it was like a switch just turned off in me I guess it didn't turn on it turned off where I was just like I literally do not care what any stranger has to say about me on the internet and that's been very liberating so shout out to the incels thank you so much but anyway this person was saying see how I I'm, I'm getting better at that like I will trail off onto a different I'm doing it right now I will trail off onto a different topic that has to do with the same topic and I will make my way back to the original point I used to struggle with that a lot Anyway um these people were saying that I was cringy for liking this song whatever doesn't affect me however that would affect someone else most likely not not everyone but someone out there or a younger person I know younger me would have been like butthurt that I got called cringy for enjoying something and I think what you need to first of all realize I'm a big advocate for it on this podcast is to first of all assume that if you're going to comment something on someone's public thing um assume that they're going to see it I think a lot of people have that mentality of like no one's going to see this like no if the, the original creator's not going to see this comment they could they very well could so be kind um second of all it's <sighs> unnecessary to be an asshole um and I think if you can refrain from being an asshole the world would be a much much better place it reflects a lot more about you than it does someone else and you never know when you could say something to someone and that be their like last trigger like that could be the the last thing that just puts them over the edge about anything um don't do that it's just unnecessary don't do that um and so that's why I'm a big advocate for You know, even though something might not hurt me, it could hurt someone else. So I don't stand for that. And I will likely try and put people in their place because I don't want them to do that to someone else. You know what I mean? I I don't want them to feel like shit about themselves, but I definitely do want them to reflect on why they would say rude things to someone because someone else could see it. And most of the time, it's, I get comments back or like a DM back or like a message back being like, oh my god, I never thought that you would see this. Oh my god, I'm so sorry that I, I said this. I never thought that you would... Then think about that, think about that, that I, I would see it, and, and someone else could very well see it, so anyway, um, and I also got a lot of comments, though, on the video that I posted today, where I mentioned the whole, like, cringy thing, it, basically, this podcast is, like, an extension of just that one TikTok and my little commentary on it, but someone was, like, a few people were, like, I used to be so cringy back in the day. And if anything, now I'm much happier. Like, I used to be so, so cringy. But now I'm so happy with myself. I'm so happy with my life. Um, Even though I... I'm sorry. Did I rephrase that wrong? No. People were saying I used to, no, no, no. I definitely phrased that wrong. I'm so sorry. People were saying that they were so cringy back in the day, and they were so much happier back then than they are now. Because when they were cringy back then, they felt so comfortable in themselves, and they had a friend group who all liked the similar types of things. And then someone, especially, wrote that they got into high school and were taught that that's not good. They need to stop acting like that. Especially, young women are taught that from an early age that they're not supposed to enjoy things they're not allowed to like anything they're not allowed to be a fan of anything which could be a whole podcast episode within of itself but I'll touch on it a lot of young women especially and young guys but a lot of young women are taught that they are not allowed to like things. They shouldn't like things. It's embarrassing. It's cringy to be a fan of things. Um, it's best to show as little as interest in anything in this world as possible because that is desirable. And these people were saying that um, they they kind of reverted back to their like cringy selves once they left high school or even left college. And I feel that's so hard. Um, there was some sort of quote out there. It was uh, no, it's not even a quote. It was a tweet that was like, I um, growing into an adult or like a young woman, is really just about reverting back to the young child that you once were and all of your hobbies and interests back then to make you happy and like make you feel alive. And I totally agree. Um, all these like little cringy things that were so embarrassing back then, uh, or what well, they weren't embar- like we just did it and then and then we got into like an like high school or even college or whatever stage of life that you enter that felt like cringy and weird to enjoy things. Um, And then once you get out of that, once you stop feeling the constraints of others, especially those around the same age as you, you suddenly start to feel a lot more free. And I think I was very lucky and blessed to have, you know, YouTube as my career and that I realized this very quickly because my job is literally being alone. I'm alone all the time. I'm When I say alone, I'm with my family, but I'm alone all the time. The only opinions that I really have are my parents and they support me through everything. Um, I don't surround myself anymore because I graduated. I don't have to surround myself around people my age. I don't feel judged anymore. I don't do anything that I feel really judged for at all. And it has increased my confidence so much. I don't ever, ever feel cringy or embarrassing anymore. I did. I oh my god. I literally was like friends with someone uh when I was still in college um up until a few months ago who made me feel so embarrassed for everything that I did. I would literally like cringe at myself and like now if anything I cringe that I even had a friendship like that. I don't even cringe at like the things that I enjoyed. I was like why was I so embarrassed to like post anything in fear that this person would see it that's so strange to me and that's just really because you're putting yourself or you're surrounding yourself with all these people who give you these like weird constraints And when you start to surround yourself with people who do love and cherish you, and even though I'm far away from them, but like my loved ones, like my best friends and my boyfriend and all of my really, really good friends who I surround myself with and, you know, FaceTime with and go on socially distant dates together, like all of that kind of stuff, um, they're all supportive of me. I don't feel cringy or weird around them. And it's so liberating and freeing, and I hope that a lot of you feel that as well. I think a lot of people have come into themselves especially during quarantine um, because they were able to find themselves whether that was spending more time online and being able to find different things that interested them or different styles that interested them or things that they wanted to like dabble in and and look into but I feel like people have really become into themselves but it's also kind of brought out the worst in some people where people are still like rude and 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 mean and nasty for for towards others for enjoying what they enjoy like I'll give you an example today I saw uh a TikTok (laughs) everything is from TikTok sorry um I saw this guy basically posted on a Facebook page for college like introducing himself because that's like a general thing that you do Um, you don't have to, but if you're looking for, like, roommates or potentially even friends, um, a lot of the outgoing people will post on the Facebook page and be like, hey, this is me, this is what I'm into, I plan on living in this dorm, let me know if you want to be roommates. Um, but usually it's not very in-depth, it's usually like, hi, my name's Michaela. I really, uh, like, going out, but I also like staying in. Like, I I can be really calm. I'm a clean person, but I'm not super clean to the point where I'm, like, overbearing. Like, I I can handle a little bit of mess. Um, I love traveling. I've played softball for the last seven years. I plan on joining the intramural softball team here um, I'm looking to live in this dorm and I would love to meet someone, uh, to be my new bestie. Ha Okay. Let me know. That's usually how it goes or something along the lines of that. It's, I didn't do an amazing job, but you kind of get the gist. They're usually not like super in-depth. So this guy posted this whole like Facebook post talking about himself, and he was like, hi, this is me, um, you might know me from this, because I've done this, I work with these brands, and I do these cool things, like, this is my job, um, I just bleached my hair, I just gave myself chemical burns, um, I applied to 20 different schools, but this is the one that I got into, um, talking about all of his interests, like, who, what he likes, all of that, and it's these two girls who are reading this post, and, like, kind of, like, mocking him, and you just- yeah, mocking him, mocking him for, for this post. Um, and, and the guy do edited it, like the guy who actually wrote that, do edited it on TikTok. He seems amazing. And you know what? At first when I was hearing the, the the video, I was like, Oh, you know, this is kind of cringy, I guess, or like whatever. And I was like, wait, no. No, it's not. This guy's putting himself out there. What is cringy about that? What is cringy about putting yourself out there, being upfront about what you are like as a person, seeing who relates to you about any of the things that you have listed, because he has a whole paragraph of things that at least hundreds of people could relate to at least one thing on his list of things that he's into. Um, He's about to create so many friends. He's about to be so popular at his school. I think it's a big school as well. And you know what? People who put themselves out there like that are usually the ones who are... uh, really popular at college and very well loved by not only the staff but the students as well and you don't have to be like that if you're an outgoing person and you love that then you go and do that because that is the best way to get out there and make friends honestly at college is from right from the beginning you want to come into college maybe I'll do a whole like episode on it or a video or something but when you go into college the best way to come in is to honestly have friends from that you met online or coming into or for orientation because you already have someone to lean on and even though you might not stay friends with that person for one week even or months or years at least you have someone to meet and you can then meet more people not everyone you meet at college is supposed to be in your life forever however it is super duper nice and comforting to go to a school that might be far from you and to at least know some people it's very good so anyway the point of this all is is that um, you don't have to do this if you're an introverted person or if you just don't want to do that that's not necessary at all. However, it's really not necessary to put someone down or to mock someone because they are more outgoing than you are or they are more confident in than you are. Um, and essentially these girls were making this guy seem like he was being a cringy human being when in reality he was being himself and I think he's gonna make a lot of friends at college. I think he's gonna be very popular and become exactly who he wants to be in college, and become very successful, so, um, yeah, I think, I think those girls have a lesson to learn, and it's to stop putting others down, um, just because they're not like you, anyway, um, like I said before, I was kind of talking about how, um, when I was younger, I was a big fan of different groups, or stands of different celebrities, or YouTubers, like, I used to be such a huge tube fan, I wrote, papers about him, I wore my tube sweatshirt into school, I remember being a big Macklemore fan, that was my very first concert, I was obsessed, I liked certain things, um, like I liked taking, I liked doing photography, holy shit, I literally came into high school with two YouTube videos on my channel, I was putting myself out there, I kinda was, and I was showing all these interests, and I got into college, not college, high school, I got into high school and that quickly got shut down because I was so insecure and I let it happen. I just let it happen. I remember aspiring to be a more confident human being. I remember not understanding how there are people out there who are just so confident in who they are. Um, And that wasn't me up until like fairly recently. I'm still working on it, but I feel like myself getting more and more confident by the month, truly. Um, But yeah, like these people it was like, for example, like the football team found my YouTube videos and because I was so embarrassed, I like went home and like deleted them all. That's, that sucks. That's so shitty that I like allowed someone to put me down like that. And it it was, it was kind of brutal because I couldn't go anywhere. And for even until I was like a senior in high school, like there were still people coming up to me and like making fun of me for it. Um, because Women are taught from, like, a young age that they shouldn't like things and that it's embarrassing. A lot of women will then put down other women for liking things and, you know, following their passions or their hobbies. Um, And if anything, I think that's embarrassing and cringe. I think it's embarrassing and cringe to put down others for liking what they like or doing what they do or being themselves. I think that is the ultimate cringy thing. Um, It's never about the interest. It's always the people who do it. Um, and I'm not innocent. I'm sure that at one point or another, I have put down someone for liking what they like. I'm sure that I have made a comment to someone that has made someone insecure for liking what they like. And I feel horrible about that because I know what that feels like, genuinely. Um, I still feel embarrassed sometimes to like talk about some of my hobbies or like my interests on YouTube or like on the internet. I mean, some things are better left to just like do for yourself. Like I don't have to share everything on the internet. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I'm ready to revert back even more so than I already am. I'm, I think, I feel like I'm ready to revert back to the girl that I wish that I was back in like 2013. You know what I mean? Like back in 2013, I had certain goals and aspirations for who I wanted to be as a person. I had, uh, like for example, that was like a very big Tumblr era, um, But I remember being 13 and being like, well, I don't have a job. (laughs) I don't make my own money. I can't like go out and like buy the clothes I want to buy. I can't look the way that I want to look. I can't do the things that I want to do. Now, hopefully that we see the pandemic ending sometime soon and in sight. Now that I do have the money to be able to dress the way that I like or look the way that I look or perhaps even fund the hobbies that I want to fund, Um, and that I'm older and I have the freedom to do all these things and I'm not a literal minor, I feel like I'm ready to slowly get back into her. I think I owe it to younger Nicole, 13 year old Nicole, to be the person that I always wanted to be and to kind of like reclaim that person that I always wanted to be but I never was because I was too embarrassed and saw that it was too cringe. Um, and I think it's time. That all of us revert back to our cringy selves that we once were. I think it's time that we choose happiness and our personal interests and passions over feeling insecure that it is embarrassing or cringy. I think it's time that we start doing what we love and being public about it if we want to be, without worrying what others say, because at the end of the day we know that the people who are putting you down are the actual cringy and fucking weirdos. Who puts down others for liking what they like? Who does does that? I almost said, who does that? Who does that? Who does that? Crazy people. Cringe people. That's who do it. Anyway, this is my final closing message to all of my friends listening. And by friends, I mean you guys. Not my actual friends. My actual friends don't listen to my podcast. Please be cringier. For the love of God, please be more cringy in life enjoy the things that are basic as one would say enjoy what the locals enjoy be a local fuck you probably are a local to someone someone is looking at you someone who is edgier than you probably looks at you and they're like Ugh, local Someone looks at you and they're probably like Ugh, normie i remember i got put in my place when i was a sophomore in college i'll never forget it i thought i was this cool little indie bitch still insecure still not fulfilling my best life, don't think I even started my YouTube channel yet, I think I started my YouTube channel, like, days later, and I remember, uh, one of my coworkers. I love her to pieces, she, I truly do love her, but she looked at me and she goes, yeah, Nicole's like a normie, she dresses like a normie, and I was like, what, what, (laughs) what, and that really hurt me, and I was like, oh, no, Nicole, Nicole, But that wasn't, that's not an insult. That doesn't mean anything. That literally does not mean anything. My style has changed dramatically since sophomore year. It's not really where I even want it to be. I, I don't even like really, like I like my style, I guess. I don't know. I get a lot of compliments about my style from you guys, which is so sweet. I just would like to say that a lot of it is stolen from my mom's closet or some dead uncles, but maybe your dead uncle, but Anyway, um, my style has changed a lot and it's not offensive to be called a local or a normie or anything. However, um, I do remember at that moment, I was like, I got checked. I was like, damn, I'm not as cool as I thought I was, I guess. But now reflecting back, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with with dressing like a a normie. I literally was wearing jeans and a t-shirt, I guess. (laughs) So anyway, be who you want to be. Wow, how inspirational. Be the cringy little bitch that you desire that you want to be. Be a cringy little bitch that you felt like you should be back in 2013, but you couldn't necessarily afford it, or you couldn't necessarily fulfill it because you were too underage, or perhaps you weren't even born in 2013, and if that's the case, stop listening to my uh, this podcast. This podcast is not for you if you're 8 years old. Just saying. Anyway. I hope that you are all doing well. I love you lots. Um, Keep my tummy in your thoughts and prayers. I think it's doing fairly well today, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, And yes, peace, blessings, XOXO. Stay cringy. Love you.